0: Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. For those of you that have read the um, the, the uh, online version of, or the blog version of The Tent, boy, that was hard to get out, wasn't it? The, the blog version of The Tent, you know that we uh, over the years we did a little series uh, called Behind the Botanical. And what it was is just like sort of a review of several of the different botanicals that we... Uh, we work with here at 10 and some that are common now in the botanical end of the hobby. And I thought it would be really cool to go back and put those into podcast form because um, reaching kind of a lot of new people that have come on on the scene since then might be some, helpful for you. So I'm starting to dredge up some of those old uh, blogs I was looking at and I thought yeah, these will make some interesting things to talk about. So we'll start uh, periodically covering these. Um, it'll get us into the uh, the mindset of what we're actually putting into the tanks and where they come from, that kind of stuff. So today we'll start with one of my favorite, but not the most popular botanical that we use, but it's a cool one. Uh, It's the botanical called the Mayera, or a Mayera pod, however you want to pronounce it. Now, when it comes to names for our botanicals, I occasionally, for just like a few seconds, uh was sentimental over those goofy names that I used to come up with. I used to come up with these Portuguese names because I thought, as the language of Brazil. It kind of, A lot of this stuff comes from Brazil, so I thought it was fun. So one of my favorite names that I came up with was Encontro, the Encantropod. And the name has absolutely nothing to do with this. And I stopped like two over two years ago or three years ago now, I stopped using these ridiculous names because I thought it makes more sense to elevate our state of the art by using the correct scientific name of the Uh, the botanicals that we're using. And Kaela Mayera, not the easiest thing to pronounce in the world, is a scientific name. Now, here's the deal. Uh, It's known to science as Kaela Mayera lathrophyton, and will henceforth forever be known as the Kaela Mayera pod. It's an interesting, decidedly exotic-looking botanical with what's admittedly a most (laughs) unromantic and tongue-twisting name. Not easy to talk about. But the cool thing about it it comes from Brazil, and it's actually a fruit segment of the Caio Maiara tree, which is a tree that grows throughout Brazil. It's another perfect sort of surrogate from the many types of fruits that fall into tropical waterways with the very, very interesting look. A botanist would describe the fruit segments as being lingulate, or tongue-shaped. And yeah, they really do look like a little tongue. Like, I encourage you to go on the website, check them out, and go, yeah, looks like a little tongue, Scott. And locals in the region where they're found describe the tree and the fruit as Pausanto de Serra. It's an attractive tree that has this kind of unique looking fruit, which has that nice combination of exotic and interesting, which is perfect for utilization in aquariums, right? Now, the genus Mayura, which is a fam, which is part of the family called, you're going to love this one, called Califaliceae. It's endemic to South America, mainly in the Brazilian Cerrados, which are savannas. Uh, mainly found in secondary formations and well-exposed terrain on slopes and at the top of elevations where the soil is rather clay-like. So, yeah, you're not likely to find it in tropical streams, most likely, but you might find it nearby. It's an evergreen tree with a sort of a roundish, sparse kind of crown, and it achieves a height of about 40 feet, Um, and it's used for construction throughout its natural range. It's more commonly used for aesthetics used in landscaping in South America, which is kind of interesting. Now, one of the cool things is we were, have just from one of my uh, one of my guys down there just indicated to me that he has some really interesting bark tubes that they've created from the kaiolemaihara tree, and he said, "Boy, you might really like these for frogs." Um, and some of his uh, hobbyist friends down there are playing with them, you know, with their pet frogs and things like that. And I thought, okay, these kind of remind me of those katapa bark tubes that we play with. So. Uh, He sent me a bunch. We'll we'll actually uh, feature those soon. I don't think they're really going to work well. in Well, they might work well in aquariums. I think they're going to be a little lightweight, but we'll see. But it's like little hollowed out bark tubes. I thought that was kind of fun. Anyhow, let's talk about chylemeura. It contains what are called phenylcomarins, neoflavonoids, and a few other really fancy sounding chemicals, which I'll be perfectly honest, I have no idea what the hell they're there for. (laughs) Nonetheless, a surprisingly large amount of research has been done on this tree, from a chemical standpoint. They're known to have a large number of coumarins, which are aromatic organic chemical compounds, which have sort of a vanilla scent, which were used in flavoring food in the past, which is kind of interesting to me. And they do actually have a kind of a nice smell. Those of you that have used them, they smell kind of neat when they're dried and they smell kind of neat when you boil them. And although they're not widely used medicinally, an extract from their bark has been tested for antimicrobial properties against you know, really nasty organisms like Staphylococcus and Escherichia coli and Pseudomonas and all kinds of stuff. As you may suspect, it was minimally effective, if at all. What we do know is that these seed pods can deliver tannins or t- water coloring tannins, anyway. Uh, and these pods are apparently filled with some pretty significant quantities, as they'll most definitely impart a very orangish-brown color to the water when you submerge them. They bring that sort of generic tropical aesthetic that we love so much around here too. They're also interesting from the standpoint of utility in our aquariums. We find them to play well in our aquariums over the long term, holding up very well to submersion and blending nicely as part of a bed of mixed botanicals. They're surprisingly durable and they do recruit some nutritious biofilms on their surfaces even when submerged over extended periods of time, it's kind of cool. As they soften up, they'll still retain a large amount of, I don't know, structural rigidity. Their durable nature makes them a sort of a semi-component, uh, you know, permanent component of leaf litter bed. It actually kind of looks sort of like a leaf. It's kind of neat. Now, another functional feature of the Cayomera pod is that it's eagerly grazed on and partially even consumed by shrimp. I've seen this in my with my own eyes and some of my friends have indicated the same thing apparently something about them is quite tasty to these guys. Maybe it's the vanilla extract. I don't know. The vanilla scent or whatever. I don't know. Now, from in terms of preparing these, it's pretty straightforward. Like most other botanicals, boiling's the best way to prepare them. They're going to float for a long time. So you need to sink them for a while, probably for at least a half an hour to 45 minutes to get them to really get waterlogged enough to sink. You can float them and they'll eventually sink. But, you know, if you want to speed things up, uh, boiling is a good way. It could occasionally take longer depending on the state of the pods when you prep them. That being said, the time spent prepping these pods is well worth it. The botanicals are aesthetically unique. they're functional and well, apparently tasty to a number of aquarium ha- inhabitants. So in our world, yeah, you yeah, couldn't ask for much more than that. So I thought that would be an interesting one uh, to talk about today, an interesting way to ease into the um, sort of the descriptions and featuring some of our fun botanicals that we play with. We'll do others and I'll start bringing this series up more and more because I think it's fun to know a little bit more of the background other than just these kind of weird names that we have. And since a lot of people don't like to read, we're going to talk about them. That may make it easier to uh, disseminate the information out there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little one. Uh, We'll be back with another installment of The Tint real soon. And again, thanks for spending part of your day with me and I look forward to seeing you on that next installment of The Tint.